Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Wednesday, June 8th, and this is People Every Day. Hi, y'all. I'm Jason Sheeler, and Janine has kindly given me the microphone for today's show. As many of you know, June is Pride Month. This week at People, we have our third annual Pride issue, which is dedicated to spotlighting LGBTQ plus stories. I'm honored to have written the cover story and edited the portfolio featuring LGBTQ plus athletes, performers, and everyday Americans, along with their allies. The issue, starring Good Morning America's Robin Roberts, will be on newsstands this Friday. So today on People Every Day, we are going to be highlighting some of those stories from the issue, in addition to giving you a couple of exclusive interviews, such as Oscar winner Ariana DeBose, who is hosting the Tony Awards on Sunday, and Modern Family alum Jesse Tyler Ferguson, who happens to be up for a Tony Award for his performance in Take Me Out. But first, let's talk about LGBTQ plus pride and why they would let me helm a podcast episode, in addition to an entire issue of People magazine dedicated to Pride stories. Why do we do this? Didn't the Supreme Court say it was okay to be LGBTQ plus just a few years ago? And then we all lived happily ever after, right? Right now, anti-LGBTQ plus legislation is on the rise. More than 250 anti-LGBTQ plus bills have been filed in 2022 in state legislatures across America, most of them targeting trans people, Even just this week, there's talk of some new law in Texas banning children from going to drag shows. The state legislator says his proposed law stems from several videos circulating online of kids at a Pride event in Dallas. It's what, over a week into June? Which means I'm sure your spam folder and Instagram feed is filled with all kinds of rainbow-colored corporate promotions. You can go into any convenience store in America right now and find novelty t-shirts and colorful beaded necklaces for $4.99, all as a way to show your pride. And it seems like everyone is on board, right? Critics, cynics, maybe even realists will say that Pride Month has become too commercialized. Just another holiday or observation used to sell things. Like a prominent fast food chain, I won't mention their name, but it's true, they are offering a Pride version of their hamburger with two equal buns. Meaning you can order a burger with either two tops of a bun or two bottoms. I see what they're going for, and perhaps you do too. So it's easy to think, Hey, we did it. Just look at all this bun equality. And yet, you have stories this week, like with the Tampa Bay Rays baseball team. Sports teams aren't exempt from jumping on the corporate promotion bandwagon with their own pride nights, salutes to the military. I mean, how many Star Wars theme nights do we really need? But this week, five Rays players opted out of wearing a rainbow-colored Rays logo sleeve patch and rainbow-colored TB logo on their caps. Jason Adam, a Rays pitcher, is one of the players who chose not to wear the pride logo. He told a reporter from MLB.com, a lot of it comes down to faith, to like a faith-based decision. So it's a hard decision because ultimately we all said what we want them to know is that all are welcome and loved here. I assume by them he means LGBTQ plus people. There's a sentiment in the LGBTQ plus community, of which I am part, that we cannot, nor should we have to, do it alone. This is where allyship comes in. 
There are now people who feel empowered to speak up for us and with us when others dismiss the LGBTQ plus community as perhaps just a lifestyle. St. Louis Cardinals pitcher Jack Flaherty received flack from all the usual chorus of news outlets when he called out those five race players on Twitter, saying their actions were, quote, an absolute joke. And ESPN's Sarah Spain received backlash after she passionately addressed the topic. Pride is about inclusion, so you don't love them and you don't welcome them if you're not willing to wear the patch. And calling it a lifestyle reveals to me that you've done not even a modicum of research or understanding on this topic. It's what tends to happen when a privileged class isn't affected by things. This is not just about baseball. That religious exemption BS, which is used in sport and otherwise, also allows for people to be denied health care, jobs, apartments, children, prescriptions, all sorts of rights. And so we- Look, to be clear, I'm not here to canonize allies as being the true heroes of Pride Month. But just like it's important to share stories of queer folks this month, it's important to acknowledge that it takes everyone, allies included, to make continued and sustained progress. We've got some great stories in this week's issue. We hear from Zach Heron on what it's like to be an openly gay NASCAR driver, and how crucial it is for him to have allies like fellow driver, mentor, and friend Justin Allgaier, who he says rides shotgun with him. Or how RuPaul's Drag Race star Cade Gottlieb, the first trans male to compete on the show, opened up to supermodel Heidi Klum. Cade shared how important it was for him to have an ally like Heidi, who was willing to listen and learn and encourage him to embrace his true self. Those are the kinds of stories that I and everyone at People are thrilled to share with you, because these are the kind of stories that we don't just do during Pride Month, we do these stories year-round. So now, our cover story. I'm going to share a portion of my interview with this week's cover star, Good Morning America's Robin Roberts. In our conversation together, she gets really candid and vulnerable. This is someone who normally asks the questions, not answer them, right? And she let me know how uncomfortable that was for her. But she talked to me about coming out to her sister. She talked to me about her ally, Deborah Roberts, and how important it was to have her colleague, Deborah Roberts, no relation, by her side as an ally in every sense of the word. Robin even shares how Deborah has helped her grow into the partner, Christian, news anchor, and cancer survivor she is today. So thank you all once again for letting me be with you today and to share these stories in this episode in this week's issue of People. Now, please enjoy some of my favorite moments from my interview with Robin Roberts. So Robin, to be clear, you're a trailblazer. And when I heard about your interview with Corinne Jean-Pierre, it reminded me of a quote from your book that made me think of that. Specifically, you wrote, amazing things happen when you let passion be your purpose. And I feel like both of you live that, right? When I see someone like (laughs) Corinne Jean-Pierre, I mean... Black, gay, immigrant, in a position that we've never seen somebody that looks like her in that, uh, in that position. To be able to kind of um, just look at each other. And as we say in our community, the nod. <laughs> just get, like, like, I see you, I feel you, right. I'm right here with you. And I, I know it hasn't been easy, but look at you. And just think of all the people who look like you and who have a similar background are going to see you and know that anything is possible. Okay, so I've got maybe a weird question for you, but I'm a little selfish, and I just want more of you on my TV screen. Does daytime talk have any interest for you? I mean, surely you've been asked. On the next Robin, it doesn't have the same mm, as the next Oprah. I am just, I could not believe 
I received an Emmy nomination as a talk show host. I'm like, but I'm not a talk show host. But I thought, I guess that program is considered that. And I'm really excited that the program itself was nominated also for an Emmy. And so this is, this is what I love, Jason. I love the fact that I sit down with these dynamic women who on the surface look like they probably don't have anything in common and finding that commonality and just making sure that everybody realizes we all have more in common than not. So I don't, I don't feel I need, I think that's kind of, that's so 20th century doing like a sit down talk show and the people who have done it have been, have been marvelous, but not my, not my cup of tea. So look, we know representation matters. We know visibility matters. And I just have to ask, like growing up in Mississippi, you probably did not see yourself on TV too much. No, no, no. I didn't see uh, a black gay woman on new, uh, during the news or the sports. The first person that I saw who looked like me that was on TV was my sister, who's eight years older than I am. And I was in elementary school, and I came in, and she was on the local TV station in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, doing the weather. So I got kind of staring at her. And to come to find out, years later, the first person that she saw, Trudy Haynes, my sister, she was younger than I was at the time. And we were living in the New Jersey area. And I remember her name. Trudy Haynes came on and my sister could not stop staring at her. And she called my mama in. She goes, this is a hook. And she was staring at her. And my mom's like, yes, yes. And she goes, oh, and by the way, I went to college with her. So my sister knew this was a real person because my mom recognized her. And my sister at that moment said, I want to do that. And because I saw my sister, it helped me. People need to understand why representation in the media and in all walks of life are so vital and so important. And it really, because of Trudy Haynes and because of Sally Ann Roberts, you're stuck with me <laughs> all these years. So Robin, in your 20s, you made the decision to come out to a member of your family. Can we just go back to that moment in your life? Later in my 20s, I was like, I want to tell someone in my family. I'm really, I'm, I'm pretty sure at this point, I, you know, I probably really always was, but again, you, you don't see it. You don't really know you're in the South, you're Christian, all these things are, you know, but I was like, I'm going to, I, I have to share this with my sister, Dorothy. And, uh, went out to lunch and I'll never forget this. We're sitting down and I'm working up the nerve over, you know, sweet tea to tell Dorothy to, and right when I say to her, you know, just like out of the movies, Dorothy, I'm gay. The server put down our lunch and was, you know, fiddling around for a minute. So I've just told my sister, I'm gay. And she starts crying. And I'm like, oh my gosh, and we have to wait for the server who's like, do you, you know, and I'm, I'm like going, oh, please. And finally, after a couple of minutes, the server walks away. And I look at her and uh, she goes, oh, oh, I, I, I'm not crying because you told me you're gay. I'm crying because you loved me enough to tell me that. For the full interview with Robin Roberts, pick up your issue of People Magazine on Newsstands Friday. All right, as I promised earlier on the show, coming up, we have an exclusive interview with this weekend's Tony's host, Ariana DeBose. We talked to the Oscar winner about her hosting duties, 
coming out as a, quote, human being, and what it's like to represent people of color and members of the LGBTQ community on both the screen and stage. But speaking of the Tonys, our next guest will be in attendance and is, in fact, nominated. Right after the break, we are joined by Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Stay with us. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. You probably know him and perhaps even love him as Mitchell Pritchett on the sitcom Modern Family. And he's nominated for a Tony Award this weekend for his stellar, and I mean stellar performance as Mason in the play Take Me Out. He's now here to talk about his podcast, Baby Number Two, with his husband Justin, how he's going to celebrate Pride, Taylor Swift, and actually, if you can believe it, even more. Jesse Tyler Ferguson is here. Hey, Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Can we start with the baby? This is baby number two. How are you and your husband, Justin, doing with preparations? (laughs) (laughs) We haven't done anything. The baby will be due in November. I mean, I feel like I knew this about my sister who who came after me. The second one, they get the the short end of the deal because they're just everyone's focused on on the first one. Um, We're also living in New York right now, and he'll be, we'll be in out Los Angeles when he's when he's born. So once we get back to to LA, we'll start putting together a nursery or something. But I'm glad we just have all the stuff. So it's Pride Month. This is our special Pride episode of People Every Day, and you happen to have your own podcast called Gay Pride and Prejudice. It's a retelling of the classic Jane Austen novels. Um, you both star in it and produce it. Um, can we just talk about how this project came about? What does it mean to you today? It's written by a, a dear friend of um, of mine named Zachary Grady. And when the pandemic started, he reached out to us and said, I have this play that I wrote called Gay Pride and Prejudice. I think I'm going to turn it into a podcast and I'm just going to like record it in my basement and we're going to like release it. And, you know, two years later, we're finally, it's finally out and available for Pride Month 2022. I'm happy that he took the time and we put it together properly and it's got a great cast. And Zachary Grady's a huge Jane Austen fan, hmm. but also if you don't, know the, the the original source material it's it's still very entertaining and you know you certainly don't need to know it to, to enjoy it can we let's talk about pronoun which advocates for lgbtqia rights and works with organizations to help support those in the community it used to be tie the knot and we were we were raising money to fight for marriage equality um we started that back in 2013 tie the knot but we we decided it was time to rebrand and so we're still raising money for the same group of people, but sort of opening up our mission statement. And, and a lot of the money um, that, that we're raising is is we we earn this money by selling products. And we did a lot of bow ties, and those are still obviously available. But we just did a partnership with Millie Millie. They, they do a lot of like baby clothes and crib sheets and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they they came out with a line of, of crib sheets and, and sleep sacks and robes and all those all the proceeds from those are going to our foundation. The theme of our Pride issue this week is allyship. And so something I wanted to ask you, you know, with as it pertains to, to Pronoun and, and, and other organizations, is there an ally, um, you know, whether it's been in your career or your, in your life, who's been impactful for you? Oh, so many. I think my parents are great allies. They're, they're very, very supportive. And I have, you know, so many f- f- 
dear friends of mine are my dear friends because they're great allies. My friend Celia, she's so she's so sweet. Celia Keenan Bolger, who's a great actress, her son William grew up, you know, protesting. They would always go to protest for, for anything and everything. He loved to protest. And um, <laughs> they walked by a grocery store or something. And it was COVID, so there was a line outside the grocery store. And he thought that that was a protest. He's like, well, he wanted to join the protest. And she had to like, explain to him, not every <laughs> gathering of, of people is a protest. <laughs> but she's raising a little, she's raising a wonderful little ally. So I love that. You're part of a documentary called Broadway Rising, which discusses the toll the pandemic took on the on the community. You're back on Broadway, like in your you're in front of a live audience. What what does that feel like for you and in your in your castmates? It's very very profound to be part of the season that's bringing Broadway back. You know, Broadway is the heartbeat of New York. When that went away, I just feel like the city was not the city that I love. The audiences that are coming back to, to Broadway are the ones who are really, really passionate about Broadway. And the actors who are on stage this season are the artists who are really, really passionate about, about their craft. So a very charged season of people who really just hmm. love the arts. So, so you're, you're nominated this year. And I wanted to ask you, what is it about Take Me Out that, that got you back, back to Broadway? Well, uh, th- I mean, the offer came quite some time ago. I was going to be coming off of Modern Family, and I really wanted to do something completely different. And this play meant so much to me. It's a play I saw multiple times when it was first in New York 20 years ago. And specifically, the performance of Dennis O'Hare, who plays Mason Marzak, which is the role I'm playing, really stayed with me for my entire career. So when the, the role was offered to me, it scared it scared me so much to, to say yes to this, because to follow in you know, the, the footsteps of Dennis O'Hare was really intimidating. And that's mm-hmm. why I wanted to do it because I was like, this is, this is exactly what I should be doing. Something that, that scares me. One more question. Um, how are you and Justin going to celebrate pride? N- New York pride scares me a little bit now. I used to love it, but mm-hmm. now since modern family happened, I feel a tad scared. Well, there, well, there was that, there was that pride where you, you had a, you know, a little bit of involvement with Taylor Swift. Trying to keep that a secret was also incredibly difficult. We had Taylor Swift uh, do a surprise appearance at Stonewall, which is New York's oldest gay bar and obviously where the Stonewall riots started. We were celebrating its anniversary and, and so she agreed to come by. And I think for the longest time, people thought that she was, a, it was a drag queen, like a really great Taylor Swift impersonator. <laughs> I think it took a little bit of time for people to actually realize that it was her. I so appreciate your time. Like, like in all seriousness, I'm going to be watching at the at the Tony Awards. So just congratulations. Best to you and Justin. And thank you. Thank you so, so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. Known for her roles across stage, film, and TV, there's no denying that Ariana DeBose is indeed a triple threat. And in fact, now a force to be reckoned with. Now she's best known for reprising the role of Anita in Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, which earned her trophies at the Oscars, BAFTAs, Critics' Choice, SAG Awards. She was also a part of the original cast of Hamilton, and those are just a couple of the reasons that she was chosen to host the Tony Awards this Sunday on CBS. Please welcome Ariana DeBose. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's talk about the Tonys first, because, I mean, how amazing. This is your first time hosting the award show Broadway's back and so thriving people are certainly excited to be in, in theaters again I know I am personally tell me what it means to you that you get to host this particular event at this particular moment in time it's wild let me tell you Jason it's a wild experience but one that I'm having a blast doing these producers and the entire team putting the Tonys together have been so wonderful and extremely collaborative 
when they asked me if I would do this, it was pre-Oscars. The, the thing hadn't happened yet. <laughs> and um, I remember saying, if I say yes, I really just want to make sure that we can shine light on everybody, you know, mm. not just the headliners. And of course, the nominees, we are going to celebrate, you know, everyone nominated, but I would, I would love the opportunity to make sure that we can shine a little light on all the folks who have helped keep this community going. Because it's not just the famous people that we know and love. It's the stage managers, the swings, the understudies, the associates, the dance captains, everybody. Those are a lot of titles that that the average Broadway goer might not even know exists, right? Exactly. But we're going to have fun while we do it. And of course, it's going to be entertaining. These nominees are incredible. And we do have some wonderful presenters in addition to the incredible performances and a couple surprises. Something you said is you talked about people that that we don't always see. And that, that reminds me a bit of, of your Oscar speech, which for those of us in the LGBTQ plus community, yeah, we, we, we heard you, we saw you, and we repeated those lines. So to anybody who has ever questioned your identity, ever, 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 or find your, you find yourself living in the gray spaces, I promise you this, there is indeed a place for us. Thank you to the Academy and thank you all. <laughs> so the word representation and visibility, the, these things are thrown around a lot today. But I do want to ask you, Ariana, when was the first time that you saw yourself, perhaps in someone on stage or on screen, that moment when you were able to say, hey, maybe that could be me up there one day? You know, when I was growing up in those formative years, I saw versions of myself. You know, now, because it's hard to be like, yeah, well, I am the representation I needed. That sounds a little... I don't even know what the word for that is at the moment. Narcissistic. <laughs> but no, I think I I was able to see versions of my, or parts of my identity reflected back to me as a kid. Vanessa Williams, Zoe Saldana. Mm. Of course, my, I'm biracial. My mother is white. So there are many, many ways in which I saw myself. But the fullness of who you are, what it is to be mm. queer, out, Latina, Afro-Latina, biracial or multiracial, whatever, however you want to identify. We are moving towards a space where I think it is now more widely accepted to hear all of those labels wrapped up into one person. And I'm also someone who has said, Mm. I don't like labels. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I prefer the term human because your humanity Mm. can be described in a myriad of ways, but it does not change the fact that you are human. There's a lot more to do. But I think this Tony season is actually a really good reflection of how we're moving forward. It is a much more diverse group of nomina- nominees. There's much more opportunity for records to be broken. We have Elle Morgan Lee, the first openly trans woman to be nominated. Mm. Uh, yes. Toby Marlowe, the first non-binary identifying human to be nominated as a composer for six. This season included seven BIPOC, specifically Black playwrights. When? When have right. we seen that? You know, there's there's much to be celebrated. And again, I think it's a sign of forward motion, but that doesn't mean that there's not more work to do. All right, one last question for you. This week is our Pride issue. And in the issue, we talk a lot about allyship and how it's so vital to the LGBTQ plus community. I'd love to hear if anyone has been an ally for you in your life and if you would tell us who that may be and in fact, how they have shown up as an ally for you. I think... Allyship is so important, and I have I have several incredible allies in my life. The two that come to mind immediately are Judith Light, who taught me what allyship is, mm. who taught me what advocacy is as well, and how to be effective in, in rooms and spaces, and Carrie Washington, 
when we were on the set of prom, she was my constant ally Hmm. and not just a mentor or a friend. She was an ally. She had both eyes open. She saw something, she said something, and she stood by me and helped me advocate for the things that we may have needed. And that was a a very inclusive set, a Ryan Murphy set. (laughs) That doesn't mean that sometimes you don't also have thoughts, you know? Awesome. Well, I so appreciate your time, Ariana DeBose, comma, human being. Um, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming out as a human being. Anyway, thank you so much for your time. I can't wait to watch you on the Tonys. Congratulations. So much. Have a good day. All right, one last thing. There's a nonprofit organization known as ORAM, the Organization for Refuge, Asylum, and Migration. ORAM is an organization that is near and dear to my heart, not just because I'm friends with their executive director and all transparency, Steve Roth. Hi, Steve. But because of what they do. ORAM protects and empowers LGBTQ plus asylum seekers and refugees from around the globe and aims to create sustainable, systemic change. They've helped, and I know because I've watched them help, those fleeing countries with anti-LGBTQ plus laws like Venezuela or Russia, or any number of the 32 countries in Africa which criminalize homosexuality. Find a safe harbor, support, and a bed somewhere else. It's difficult for refugees from any country to find safety and security, let alone LGBTQ plus people, because the people who are marginalized are the most marginalized wherever they are. Actress and Pose star Dominique Jackson who's a big supporter of ORAM, has been very open about the hardships she faced as an immigrant and how she feels connected to the organization and the people ORAM helps. Look, I'm just a big fan of what they do, and I find their mission to be incredibly timely considering the state of the world in which we live. If you'd like to learn more or even contribute to their efforts, you can go to oramrefugee.org or find the link to their website in today's episode description. And happy Pride. Thank you all so much for letting me be a part of the show today. It, as always, was a blast and an honor. Our good friend Janine will be back with you tomorrow for another episode of People Every Day.